attract mind to a kind To find friends you'd be hard pressed to find When the world is a one note song with a wrong sense of time You need a to attract mind Alright! <laughs> I'm waving! <laughs> Emily is waving into the microphone! That's something you all can see. <laughs> um, welcome back to Two Track Mind. Waving again. Hello. It's, it's like a instinct. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I feel like we can see. You can like imagine the people, all of our many rabid fans, that they they want to see the motion of your hands and the shimmy of your breast chest. Episode. Chest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, that was a lot of boom. So welcome back to Two Track Mind. This is our podcast where uh, two friends... Question mark? <laughs> friends? Hopefully by the end of this podcast we will still we'll have be develop- friends. This is the podcast where two uh, strangers develop a friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is day one of this magical journey. So my name is Susan. I am to understand that your name is Emily. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so here we like to talk about, you know, uh, really anything that's on our minds. Um, this is you getting to listen into our conversation as well as um, typically delving into uncomfortable topics and things that we think that um, people should be talking more about. That's where Susan and I live. <laughs> in our motley, our brains live in am I weird or is this normal exactly. land? Let's right. talk about it and right. find out. And I think, and, and the thing that has always solidified our friendship is that both of us always want to talk about it, whereas other people are like, whoa, like that's, you don't say those things out loud though, ladies. I honestly, I mean, I know a lot of people compliment on, compliment us on our ability to really actually get right to the heart right. of the matter and like, go places that people are scared to go. Right. I don't know how people can hold it in. Right. I'm in awe of them. I, yeah. Well, I <laughs> I think it's always like, it's always weird to accept a compliment on something where you're like, allow me to try the opposite and let's see, like, let's see if I could not do that. Like, let's no. watch me attempt to filter myself, right? Like, there... We have to talk about right? it. It's hard to be complimented on something that's like just naturally like a, you know, part of yourself that you really couldn't, well, maybe just don't want to change. Right. right? And can't yeah. fathom another way. Can't, can't fathom another way. So, um, I think to get started today, um, let's do as we normally do. We actually haven't seen each other in like... Days. Days. <laughs> we haven't um, had our customary check Susan Emily check time. Right, exactly. Yeah. So let's begin with today's segment. Uh, what's up, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how are you? I just burped. I'm sorry. Like, what, what's your vibe? What's, like, how is your day? How's your... Well... You know? In reviewing the past week... Great. Um... There's a lot going on inside me right now. <laughs> um, let's see. What has my attention? Well, my boyfriend is here. Yes, this is part of why we haven't seen each other that bastard. Oh, God. I know. Everyone wants a slice of the Emily pie. So my boyfriend and I, we are now long distance. He lives in Manhattan, um, New York City, because people keep being like, oh, Manhattan Beach. I'm like, no. Who says that? Who Everyone from people? California. Oh we need um, new friends. So so he's here, and it's not really a, a, a vacation. It's more like a workcation. Right. Um, meaning we're trying to, like, take our days, as, like, seriously and get work done because he's 
actually working remotely. Right. Um, You're trying to be like a normal couple for a couple of weeks because he has exactly. he can be remote this month. Exactly. Instead right. of being in vacation mode, and it's very hard because my brain is trained to focus on him at the exclusion of all other things anytime he's here because that time is precious. Right. So um, that's on my mind, and we, we're in couples counseling, and yeah. so the things that we're working on, we've really had to dig in. We had a massive fight the first night he got here. <laughs> um, so digging into that's been on my mind. And I'm feeling, I was feeling super unhinged, but I'm starting to feel better. Yay. And I guess just to summarize where that was coming from is I was home for a long time. The last time we recorded, you right. had just been home. Yeah. Now I was gone for a lot of summer travel. A lot of summer travel. Yeah. So we're doing our East Coast stint. And it was a success in that I did not use eating disorder behaviors while I was there at all. Which is shocking. That's that's like never before. That's never happened. That's never happened. It's never happened. And by that, I mean bulimia behaviors. Right. And although I'm not going to count this. I'm still (laughs) claiming this win. I did... People, listeners of our podcast know that I struggle with not drinking because not drinking is kind of enveloped in the package of recovery, mm-hmm. which basically means trying to feel your feelings without trying to change them or without using anything to change them. Right. And for me, unfortunately, because I love alcohol, um, unfortunately for me, alcohol falls into that so it's one of those like change agents that I use and so the goal is to to be not drinking and I decided to have a drink while I was home um one night and I ended up I kid you not (laughs) I thought I had been roofied (laughs) I just I was like you know what I'm gonna have a drink my back hurts I don't want to deal with this I want a night off of working hard mentally and experiencing my back pain I want a night off and I'm gonna order a drink Right. So I did, and I ordered a very strong vodka soda. <laughs> I knew it was very strong, but I pretended to, like, oops, I'm it's fine. very strong. Yeah. This bartender, I know him, and I know that he makes, he'll just knock you on your ass. And so I got a vodka soda, even though I knew beer and wine was safer. But I was like, I only get one drink. Got to <laughs> make it count. Um, so I had a vodka soda. I sucked that shit down and was dancing a little bit. And then the room started spinning. Yeah. I swear to God, I thought I had been roofied. I had to take my cousin, go, we had to go sit under a pear tree and <laughs> until I started feeling better. Yeah. But I eventually puked in a bush. Right. I mean, <laughs> on an unrelated But we're note, not going to count that, Susan. <laughs> it's still a win, no bulimia behaviors. Right. But did she get those roofies I sent her, though? Like, because that was, I sent your cousin some roofies. <sighs> should have known <laughs> Susan and then I cursed your name to the sky I, never would you Susan you know if you want to have yeah. me sexually you can just ask okay you're right I need to find my voice with that you That's find your that voice I've been really struggling to speak up on so right. this is this is actually like an intervention for me so exactly you're doing way too much this. work um <laughs> yeah so I got sick in a bush and immediately felt great and <laughs> I am just the that seems to be, if right. we had to, like, summarize my, like, alcoholic, car- my alcoholic career, my alcohol career, <laughs> it would be 
Emily getting sick in bushes. Right. That seems to be my go-to. So I've processed why I did that and talked about that. And also had this, this over this week, had a lot of really difficult realizations about my relationship with men since I was a tween, <laughs> um, if you will. So I've, ha- I've had to process a lot of really difficult kind of, not like sad, um, mm-hmm. I think ultimately it would be good, but I've had to face a lot of ugly truths this past week. So that's what's on my mind. Yeah. And we can get into any of that later if we'd like. <laughs> Great. Um, oh, yeah. we can just forget it ever happened. <laughs> I don't have to talk about these uncomfortable things. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for me, I'm... Um, well, first of all, it's like crazy hot, right? What about you? Oh my God, stop. It's yeah. crazy hot. Yeah. What? P.S. Audience, we, Susan and I, like, never not know what's going on in each other's lives. Right. So just FYI, this is, like, in the raw. This is as real as it gets. Like, yeah. we don't know what's happening. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. You could be dying. <laughs> we'll get to that on page 17. Um... <laughs> Emily's trying not to spit water. Yep. So there's a there's a fire burning in San Bernardino that's oh, like yes. right north north of us. Did you know? Did you know? People are being evacuated. It's very hot. Apparently, I I've recently discovered that the heat is a big migraine trigger, and I think it's oh. dehydration. But like I cannot tell you how much I'm drinking, and as a result, how frequently I'm peeing. Like I might as well just not leave the bathroom, and still I'm dehydrated. Susan, I cannot imagine you as dehydrated. We are the most <laughs> avid water drinkers I know. I drink so much water, and yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, dehydrated. So I'm feeling a little hot. I'm also feeling like it's that day before your period where you're still like at maximum bloat. So it's like, I don't, listeners, I'm female listeners, I'm sure can identify with this, but your boobs are literally engorged typically. <laughs> like you're, you're just like, you're not just that you feel bloated, you are more bloated too. You're like retaining water or whatever. Maybe it's also because you're, you know, uh, in hot, hot heat and drinking too much water. Uh, and I just feel like a little crazy and you have that like background, like crazy voice that's in the back where it's like somebody like opens a door for you or something and you're like, what are your motives? What do you have to say about it? Let's think about the 16 different things that could be the reason that you just did that. Do you get like that? Like my brain goes sometimes like crazy haywire when I'm in like right, like right before my period starts. I, my mom phrased that tendency to me similarly because she notices I do that too. And she was like, Emily, your problem is... You're so self-aware that, like, it's constantly anxiety-provoking for right. you. Because you can't just let anything go. <laughs> right. Bad decision happened. Right. Like, with the alcohol thing. Right. I could have just been like, meh, you win some, you lose some. Right. Not that I'm so blasé about recovery. But, yeah, um, no, you have to dig down in because we're, we're, we're analytical psychology people. Yeah. I mean, what can we do? And when you add, like, crack brain to that, like, you're screwed, which is what hormones feel like, yeah. you're screwed. I have two things for you. The first is I want you to write a book about hormones <laughs> at some <laughs> sure. point yeah. in your life. No, I'm going to get started right now. Hormones in Your Daily Life by Susan Mangan. Mm-hmm. It just, like, engorged can be, like, the subtitle. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second thing is I wanted our audience just to know how much I love this three-way text that you and I and our friend Elise have. Yeah. And how, not funny, but how much I appreciate the fact that we can do that because a couple days ago, you literally text us being like, (laughs) well, you, you can say how you were. No, well, please. I'd rather hear it from you. Okay. <laughs> it was like a reimagined reinterpretation. It was of my, like I just, how you like, received this text. I think it was like I am 
like it's right before my period and I know it's hormones but it's still feeling crazy and I want to just like not see anyone I know yeah. or not see yeah. anyone I don't know only certain people allowed I'm feeling my internal state is just totally off like <laughs> off the rails right now and I just hello yeah and I, you were just owning how nuts you were feeling yeah I mean that's the thing because you're always aware of it right like my internal mood was like pillow fort and like no boys allowed right like my internal mood was like I need <laughs> to like go into this like retreat and I know that like all of the thoughts going on are like I know they're not logically sound but it like doesn't stop you from feeling it and for like emotionally having it resonate with you I think that we should try a new segment today um, that I am going to call um, Emily Talks About Men. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that a good phrasing for it? Mm-hmm. It, seemed like you, it seemed like you had a lot of churnings this week. I didn't know if you wanted to, I didn't know if you wanted me to put you completely on the spot. Shine a light in your eyes. I really don't want to dominate the conversation, <laughs> but... She, she said, picking up a tiara. <laughs> <laughs> but if you insist. Oh, is it about me again? <laughs> but Whoops. if you insist. Um, I'd be happy to. And just word to our listeners, sometimes I get really self-conscious. I think a natural byproduct of being the type of people that we are, which just are open about our uncomfortable and confusing topics, is... Sometimes, at least for me, this might not be true for you. Sometimes I get really self-conscious and I, my inner people pleaser comes out and I think, man, the audience is just going to think that Emily's just, she's just flooded with issues. That's what she brings to the table. Um, so if you see me like that, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. But I kind of do. Um, so I'm, I'm wrestling with that right now. But... But you're telling us that's your internal yeah. state. I think that we collectively can all let you know we're here for you, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. Oh wow! <laughs> oh. oh 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 my! Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Would you listen to that? Jesus, Marion Joseph. Oh, what oh. a genuine girl <laughs> she is. Okay, so what? Other than bulimia and alcohol, my other main issue that I've been working on for the past couple years is men. Yeah. And I, I know that's a huge generalization. So specifically, it's how I, what I seek out from men, what they're able to give me. And I think, and my tendency to flee the difficulty of my life or the difficulty of my own relationship, my, my tendency to flee and have these kind of guy distractions. Mm-hmm. We call them guy distractions, right. you and I. And so, which we've talked about a lot, like it's just like alcohol, just like bulimia, this is an escape. It's like, oh, it's really fun to like harmlessly flirt with somebody because it helps distract you from trying to deal with a real problem that you need right. to like address, right? It's a nice fun like escapism. Yeah, it's like I take shots of, of men. Right. And... <laughs> I'm in kind of, I guess, a, a, a difficult place right now because um, because a lot of people have said, you know, well, Emily, if, if you're not getting your needs met, 
don't be in a, don't be in in this relationship. Like right. the the answer is clear. You keep gravitating toward other men, therefore right. your own relationship is not enough and you need to be out of it. Right. And I get why people say that because on, on the surface, yes, it looks like that. However, I also have a history in my own relationship of having a really difficult time speaking up for what I need and kind of standing my ground, even if it displeases or disappoints or upsets the other person. Well, and we've talked before that, like, even, like, in looking back upon, like, historical Emily, like, (laughs) who obviously has one of those, like, wigs, what are those, like, the, like, the judge wigs oh yeah like yeah. a like a federalist yeah. wig. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like in looking back historically uh, across your romantic history like even when you're single you have it like guy distraction thing right like even when you're not in a relationship you you are looking to take shots of men right so it's and not I, like exclusive to this situation and the the tough part about it is i don't know to what extent because on some level getting your attention you know turning your attention toward these other options, mm-hmm. that's normal. Right. And we'll always do that. Right. And when I was a teenager, I mean, I was termed boy crazy, but some component of it, I'm positive, was normal. Yeah, yeah, Because, you know, when we're 16 or 18, like, we're not looking to be tied down. Like, you right. know, we... And my mom, on some level, encouraged it. And I think... I think what she was encouraging was a healthy behavior, which mm-hmm. was, you're not going to... Emily, you're 16. You're not going to marry the guy. Right. You know, don't don't have blinders on. Um, but for me, and, and this is kind of like the theme of my life, for me, there's always something a bit more complicated. Yeah. And so basically what I had to wrestle with this past week was I have looked, I have, men for me have been a source of, of validation mm-hmm. for a really long time and the scariest thing about this issue is my sort of I don't want to call it dysfunctional relationship with men because I've had healthy experiences but my the the source of this kind of seeing men and seeing them as a source uh, like a like a feeding source Mm -hmm. almost um and I don't do it consciously like I'm not some Parasite that's like, oh, I need things. I'm gonna latch onto this guy and just suck out what I right, need. Right, right. Um, but learning at a young age that I could get those good feelings that, for whatever reason, weren't coming otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's this is my oldest issue, and this predates my eating disorder. This predates right. issues with alcohol. I don't know when it clicked for me that guys could make you feel so good and mm-hmm. so special and so talented and competent and just like a rock star. I don't know when that happened, but I know <sighs> in AA sometimes they say like, this isn't true for me, but a lot of people say, oh, I became alcoholic the first time I had a drink. Like right. once I had that first sip and I was hooked. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the first time I ever got validated by a guy, I was hooked. Yeah. And Go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, so, I mean, and this is something you and I have talked about. Like, did you, was there something that happened this week? Like, did you get further clarity this week? Like, I got something? further clarity. Yeah, I want to hear, like, the, I want to hear, like, the hot off the presses epiphany here. Okay, so, a kind of unfortunate outcome of being validated from men a lot um, is that I realized this past week that God, I'm 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 stalling because it just like makes me yeah. really sad. Yeah. I think I've been 
I've been used by men a lot. Yeah. And there was like something that happened that when I was home that I processed as, oh, well, this is kind of fucked up, but I'm going to, but I think it's okay because this person needs me. Right. And feeling needed is like a really big kind of, um, it's like, it's It's emotional sustenance for me. Yeah. And I, I saw that, no, that's not being needed. You were just used. Right. And all of a sudden, just experiences that date back to when I was like 14 just Mm -hmm. kind of flooded my brain in which, you know, they were all kind of like sexual experiences um, for the most part, in which I remember being in situations where I wasn't 100% comfortable Mm -hmm. and I knew in the back of my mind, this isn't right. Right. But I'm going to, but I'm going to stay here because it it also feels really good. Right. And I'm going to rationalize being used. Well, let yourself be used. Let yourself be used. Right. And I think that the... In the even though in the back of my mind I knew like um maybe this this guy might probably doesn't give a shit about you this guy doesn't deserve you um but I would still kind of be in those situations with them anyway I think I think at the time I knew in my heart that it wasn't right and I may, maybe was being used but the alternative felt scarier and I wasn't able to force myself to 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 sit with the feelings of those alternatives which was okay well then you're gonna be alone right you're gonna be you're gonna you're not gonna have anyone and I think that for me that concept of just being totally alone was terrifying Hmm. and like it is for a lot of people but I think that once you once you start practicing the experience of, of like rationalizing those situations as oh well I was needed or this was okay because of these reasons when deep down you know it was really right. not okay and right. you you want to go there but it's too sad right to go there you just come be like a pattern or like habit like, yeah now this you, is normal like, now that becomes the new normal right. and so but you think this is all stemming from like just a fear of being alone that's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know okay. what it stems from, but I think it stems from, I think men for me was a very early source of validation. And if I slam the brakes or sever a situation that does that isn't right, does not feel comfortable to me, I am cutting off my own supply. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cutting off my own supply of, of you're, good you're feelings. Moving, you're taking the bottle of booze out of the house. Exactly. Yeah. I'm cutting myself off. Mm-hmm. I'm cutting myself off. Right. And the way that I described it to my therapist was the part of my brain that should flash red. Like, this is not right. You are being objectified. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know it's still there because it funk because it comes into play sometimes um, really, really hard. But by then it's kind of too late. I feel like that part of my brain is broken and needs to be reprogrammed. Woo. Two 
Emma, I wanted to try one other segment, a new, a newbie. I wonder Great. if you'll go with me on this. I'm, I'm here. Great. <laughs> I can see from your, <laughs> from your pursed lips that you've never been more. <laughs> you look like a coin purse, like a really hot one, but like kind of like a, like a coin purse. A coin purse? A hot <laughs> coin purse? It's the weirdest, best compliment I've ever received. Yeah. Um, okay, so I just finished this book. Um, it's called Everything Everything by Nicola Yoon, um, which I would recommend, by the way. But What's we it called? Everything, comma, everything. Oh. Yeah. Um, but the word comma isn't in it. It's just an actual picture of a comma. They use the, yeah, please write this down. Um, it's really good. It's about, like, a girl. I mean, this isn't a book review, but just for you. Uh, it's about a girl who, like, has that, like, bubble boy syndrome, you know? And she just, like, lives in her house. And, like, I think it's called Skid. And um, isn't allowed to leave. Is, like, allergic to everything, like, et cetera, et cetera. And, like, she starts to fall in love by, like, watching the boy next door who moves in. Wow. And, um, and there's a lot of things in the book that are just, like... Um, uh, emails or like pictures or like things that they like you know it's not just writing it's like things that they've like shared with each other too or that they like put in through the door um anyway one thing that they did in this that the two you know young lovers did with each other uh was something called five fast things and I became very addicted to this so I've now been using this as an icebreaker and I thought Ooh. because it's been like I don't know six days since we've seen each other maybe we needed to five fast things that's for ourselves perfect we should do this every time right I know Okay, so um, in today's five, so the way you do this is you just name five categories and the other person has to answer them, and then you can shoot the same categories back or choose new ones. Okay. So I'm going to five fast things you first. Okay. Are you ready? No. (laughs) Great. I want to do it. You look so, you've got like a shine in your eyes, like you're ready to take this on. Okay. Five fast things. Fear, pet peeve, favorite color, guilty pleasure, surprising favorite article of clothing. Whoa. So start with fear. Oh, God. I'm thinking too much. Yeah, don't think. Just blurt it out. Blurt something out. Five fast things. Can't think about it. Abandonment. (gasps) Good one. Okay, pet peeve. Oh, my God. When people say whatever, when I ask, when we're trying to make a decision, (laughs) we're like, oh, whatever. Not helpful. (laughs) No, I know. Indecision is not a decision, right? All right. Favorite color. Blue. <laughs> Aquamarine. Aquamarine. Be specific. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany's blue. <laughs> Guilty pleasure. <laughs> I love, um, like, People Magazine and, like, Vanity Fair. Mm-hmm. I eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, the Kardashians. And reading them specifically on the toilet. Right. <laughs> specifically upon the, the, the yeah. commode. Yeah. That's um, why okay. I read them. Favorite article of clothing. Like, something you've maybe had forever or something like that. Oh, like favorite, like historically like, or favorite? I love something that would it. like surprise us. I know you're wearing a very hot pink athletic top right I now. I love my bright pink bra. Yeah, your bright pink bra is awesome. It doesn't. It's not practical. Yep. Can't wear it with anything. <laughs> I'm never mad at you though. Like sometimes when I can see through a bra, I'm like, M, like stop showing the world your goods. But when you're wearing that bra, like I'm never mad at you. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> I'm always like. Mm. That bra, that bra needs to be seen. That's a People need to see it. It's electric pink and it's makes a, you look yeah. instantly tan. I mean, and it feels like that's part of, like, our, I don't know, like, our current, like, fashion flavor, right? Is to, like, have, like, those, like, you know, different colored bras under your shirts and there's, like, bright color. I think it works. Thank you. If mean it girls is? can do it, It's fashion? No. Well, what are those called? The, Bandeau. like, bandeaus, right? So, obviously, it's not a bandeau, but I feel like it's... <laughs> You're close enough to that vein of fashion, so. I wore that all the time when I was home. My mom <laughs> knew it every time. Great. 
Um, okay, you did it. You did five fast things. Woo! That was so fast. I didn't even know it was five. Okay, now you go back to me. You can do this. You can just say same categories, or if you want to modify or do completely five new, you can. Okay, I want fear. Ooh. I want guilty pleasure. Yep. I want like the best thing that a guy could say to you on the first date. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I want dream job. Ooh. We're um. Favorite type of porn. <laughs> okay, fun. Okay, I like this. Okay, um, I'm going to try not to think about it too much. Fear. Um, you know, I'm always kind of afraid of, like, uh, ticks and leeches. Like, anything that can burrow into you when you can't, like, and you can't detect it. But I've kind of gotten over that. I would say probably my fear now is more, like, whenever my people pleaser takes over, it's, like, a fear that, like, everyone, everyone needs to be tended to, and it's my job. And if I don't do it, then, like obviously they'll die and perish so it's like a it's like a fear and then also probably like a fear of being a burden right like i'm yeah. always terrified that's probably my biggest one i'm always terrified that anything i do is going to like burden others guilty pleasure guilty pleasure uh probably watching like really trashy like love reality shows right not even the bachelor like i'm at the point where i'm watching like vh1's like are you the one like i'm just like i, I remember don't remember those right like i am watching and what i'm doing is like i want to be a little like human nature detective so it's like right. i want to watch them by myself and then i want to be able to predict like who's full of it who's not who deserve who should be together and who shouldn't and that like even though the show is like wildly produced i want to be like ha but i could still tell yeah. the producers couldn't trick me i could tell genuine emotion you're scarily good at that it's like it like hones my skills yeah yeah all right um let's see best thing a guy could say to you on the first date um uh you know i don't really know but like they could make me like if you can make me laugh which is like can be something like i will i mean i'll laugh like like a cheap whore but like at probably <laughs> something i say myself so you'll hear me laugh but if you can like produce like a like startle me into laughter like i'm probably already in love with you um and probably the best thing that they can say is just like hey what's on your mind or like how are you feeling like i love any attempt to like get a sense of like where i'm at and like what my current state is and not just like gloss over that and like like talk about i don't know facts like i want nice. I, I love feeling that like connected with people so if you can find a way to like have us feel connected quick i'm really into it like our check-ins like our check-ins um Favorite type of porn? <laughs> oh, right. Um, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, I, I, a good soundtrack is always important to me. I have, like, a YouTube playlist that I play if I am to produce some porn. Um, because it always, like, those songs just, like, get me in the mood. I think we've talked about this yeah. before. Yeah. Um, and I think that I just like... I think I like anything where it's, like, there's, like, a shift of power play. Right? So it's, like, maybe it's, like, a like student teacher thing but like college high school is like too weird or like maybe it's like i don't know sometimes even it's like a police officer yeah like a like i but it, it, like i just like anything and sometimes that power dynamic can change too you know mid whatever but like i i kind of i don't know i think i think that um i just i like i like it when people have like very defined roles and ones that like both can get very passionate about <laughs> 
I think that I would do better. <laughs> I think I would be better in sex sometimes if I were, like, cast. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if I were given a part to play. Because then I can give it my whole being without being anxious or questioning myself or wondering if, like, yeah. wait, is this the best thing to be doing? But if you give me a role to play, like, I will play it to the T and, and suddenly my anxieties will go away because I give myself that's, permission to be in that role. That's perfect. That's, like, a, a trick with improv, too. And right. what you've always said to me. Like, right. Get a character and you get out of your head. My porn feelings and my improv feelings are very similar so I actually draw from the same sources on this I can't wait till you tell a, a date that great catch me I actually gleaned this tip from a recent book that I read called sweet filthy boy which is quite oh, delectable I saw that yeah I bought it so that I could finish reading it and then give it to you as your next all you can eat oh my god I can't yeah, wait it's yours it's coming for you oh my god but Best literally and figuratively <laughs> sweet filthy boy um okay. was that five no and then dream job <laughs> dream job um, I don't know, man. Like, professional improver, podcaster, slash, like, positive community builder. Is that a dream? Slash, I mean, person who swims in a lake every day and is happy and lives in, like, a wonderful... I've, I've recently realized that, like, everything for me is a lot of, like, I, I like having a lot of great stuff in my life and I'm very passionate about a lot of the things that I do but at the end of the day like family and friends and like that kind of like basic basic stuff is really I think my purpose like my whole purpose is like be happy and make like leave the world happier than you found it or leave the world better than yeah, you found it via and your if I can do that then like I'm satisfied so so like job wise like I mean yeah any of those things would be of, great but yeah really I feel like my job is to like leave the world better than I found it like, via how you touch people in your relationships, and you are already doing that. Touch, I wanted to make, like, a really perverted joke, but then that was a really genuine comment. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a little, like, I got a little lost. Um, okay, that was Five Fast Things. To track mind to a kind, to find friends. All right, so I think that brings us to the end of today. Um, I'm, I, it's just, Wonderful to see you. So strange to not have immediately known what was on your mind. No, I don't like it. <laughs> Never again. Um, I think we should end with um, something that we do in positive psychology a lot, actually, um, which is called the three good things. Uh, and what happens in three good things is you basically just say three things that have happened in the past week. Um, and they could be uh, something really small, like, um, you know, somebody made you pancakes or somebody sent you, like, an email on time as expected. Like it could be something really small or, you know, obviously like winning the lottery would also be like a great thing to mention that has happened. You would know if that happened to me. Right. I would, that, that <laughs> I would have heard about. Um, but so I think um, it's a chance for each of us to say three good things that have happened in the past week. God damn it. Positive psychology. You just, <laughs> God, you just cut right to my heart. It's supposed, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good to think about it. Oh God, I love it. Um, I'm, uh, because I suggested it, I'll you start. First, yeah, yeah, and I'll give you a chance to think about it. I didn't, I didn't pre-think about this. So I think three good things are, um, one, we have this, uh, this is just kind of like family news, but we have like a secret cousin that our family just found out about. Um, well, some of us have known a little bit and some of us have not. And, uh, we, we have the secret cousin and, um, he just reached out to his siblings for the first time and like made contact and like, this has all happened in the past month. And my mom just told me uh, a couple days ago that like, he's flying there over Labor Day to like meet his, like my cousins who are his biological siblings for like the first time. And I just feel like 
I'm just so happy for that. And, like, I'm just so happy to, like, have this new member of our family and, like, that have this welcoming response by everyone. Because it can also be, like, hard, right? Yeah. So I'm just really proud of everyone's behavior and, like, really psyched to, like, see this this family, you know, mushing. Um, this uh, is the one who Adam or something always calls, like, secret cousin. And he- no, you're thinking, um, that's actually not true. Adam wrote a song called Undiscovered Cousin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that was about my sister. And, oh, um, that's what it was, yeah. And uh, our other cousin, Bill. But, like, he, oh, Adam, when he wrote that, did not know that there was a third. <laughs> that Adam discovered, <laughs> third and then our family cousin. is just, like, apparently everyone and all the women in our family just have secret children. I guess that's what the six <laughs> is all it. about. I love it. Right? Um, okay, so that's one. That's kind of a big one. Um, uh, maybe something more direct. Um, oh, I've just been really grateful this week um, for having a lot of co-working friends. I feel like I'm starting to get, like, I co-worked with Danielle this morning and um, co-worked with Summer earlier. It's just been really nice to, like, you know, as an independent worker, as you know, like, find start to find a rhythm with other people. So that's been really nice. Yeah. And then lastly, I'm pretty sure this is not public news, but my best friend is pregnant, and I'm super psyched about Yay! it. Uh, and it was unplanned. They were planning the wedding for next July, and now they're like, oops, I guess we're going to move up the wedding. So, but I'm like, I don't know. I can't, like, I, I you know, I, I told you this already, but I just feel like, I just feel like it's, it's like somebody that I love and who, like, I feel like they like, they have, like, a thread of being that just, like, lives within me. Like, Ariel yeah. is just somebody who, like, her, her, I feel the thrumming of her blood and, like, you know, the, the aliveness of her being, like, with me all the time. Like, I feel like she's been with me my whole life. Um, and to think that, like, another thread has joined with that and has added to that just feels like this overwhelming feeling of joy and love. So, so it's, like, part, it's, like, in a way, you're going to be a mom. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I'm going to be an auntie at the very right. least. And this feels different from other... You know, there's no, like, Ariel's a very unique person for me. There's no one else in this world that I met the day I was born, right? Yeah. Like, the day I was born. Like, that, that it wasn't, like, it's a, a twin. technical, yeah. yeah, like, we have been joined as, like, sisters and as family, like, our whole lives, and, like, always had, like, very similar, like, hopes and dreams, and, and to see her realize one of these things, and also to, like, bring in somebody that's, like, part of our, like, yeah. our family. And it is different. Oof. Like, when, when someone that special and close to you has a kid, it's, like, right. it's, like, this visceral physical attachment to the kid right and it's like i know that you know like i will be there for this kid like you know forever obviously right so it's like i can't wait to also form a relationship like what are you gonna be like like when am i gonna give you vodka secretly like i can't wait to like discover this for you cool aunt susan cool aunt susan okay so that was sorry those were a little involved but that's that's what came at the top of my head so what are three and again these can be large or small what are three good things for you this week Three good things for me. <laughs> Three good things for me is okay, <laughs> compared to. No, we're not going to compare. Great. Um, this one's really small, but very significant. Good. I've been getting up early, and I hope my boyfriend's not listening because his early and my early are very different. Yeah. But um, I've been like, been getting up at an adult hour every a, day. You have. You've been ch- texting me. Oh yeah, I forgot to text you this morning. Yeah, it's okay. I got up at seven thirty this morning. Whoa. Like what? Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. And I've been going to bed at like a reasonable hour, and I f- I've noticed that my back feel has felt a lot Ooh. better this week. Yeah. Um, like it definitely has times where I'm like, oh fuck, I need to lie on a tennis ball <laughs> and work this stuff out. But today I was at PT, and he was like, Do you need me to work on your neck? And I said no, and he was like. <laughs> what so I'm what I just wonder if like living health healthfully is a good thing a uh, second good thing that happened this week is 
well, I'm going to put two in one. One, my boyfriend is here. Yay. And two, I hope he's not going to be mad about me for outing this, but um, he said yes to doing a salsa lesson with me. Yay. Which is like. That's like your. Oh my right. Like that's God. your church. Like this is where you, oh is where you worship. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that he is willing to do that for me and give it a whirl because, you know, dancing yeah. is not his thing. Dancing is my thing. I'm just. I don't even, it's not even real to me yet. Right. Um, And then last thing is I'm really grateful for my friends. Yeah. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for you and Elise that we can just like explode textually on each other (laughs) um, during the week. And I'm grateful for my friend uh, Vanessa. Um, She and I worked through some like, difficult stuff late on Wednesday. Yeah. I had like basically broke down in the CVS prescription line and just was bawling my ass. And she was supposed to be here and or she was coming over. My phone was dead. She's locked out. I'm tied up in the prescription line. And it was just, I just kind of came home and was like, today was literally the worst day. And right. I'm going to be, I'm going to ball. And right. she said, we're going to go get your medicine yep. now and then we'll go get Froyo. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> and we can just do our, our work there. Right. Um, so grateful for friends. All right. Uh, that's it. Thanks everyone for joining. I in. like them. I know. I, 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 uh, I would encourage you to turn to your neighbor to the left, not the right. Your right neighbor's terrible. And, uh, try to try thinking about three good to things. Track minds to other kind. Find conversation with a lively design When the world is a